1: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio.
0: Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're taking a trip back to the early days of the personal computer— a time when hardly anyone knew how to use one, but just about everyone was itching to try. The day was August 3rd, 1977. Electronics retailer Radio Shack unveiled the TRS-80, one of the first personal computers marketed to the average consumer. This early all-in-one PC was the result of a joint effort between RadioShack and its parent company, the Tandy Corporation. The computer's name, TRS-80, was a nod to that lineage, with the T standing for Tandy and the RS for RadioShack. As for the 80, that was a reference to the machine's microprocessor, the mighty Zilog Z80. Radio Shack showed off its new cutting-edge product at a press conference at the Warwick Hotel in New York City. Beginning the following month, customers would be able to purchase the base model for $400, or they could spring for the deluxe package, which included a 12-inch monitor and cassette recorder for $600. That's the equivalent of just under three grand today. Despite that steep asking price, most people opted for the fancier model which makes sense since it was the only one that came with a screen. It was also the only way to get a cassette tape containing such killer apps as Blackjack and Backgammon. No matter which option a customer chose, the TRS-80 didn't come with a hard drive and only had 4 kilobytes of RAM. For reference, an iPhone 13 comes with either 4 or 6 gigabytes of RAM. Its specs may not be impressive today, but in the early days of the microcomputer industry, the TRS-80 was a big deal. It wound up making a ton of money for Radio Shack, and the company would go on to introduce more than a dozen different models of the device over the next six years. Designing and marketing a personal computer was outside the comfort zone of the Tandy Corporation, which had actually started as a leather goods company. However, Radio Shack executive Don French was convinced that expanding into the PC market would be a smart move for the company. He thought so not only because he was a computer hobbyist himself, but because he knew how badly Radio Shack needed a hot new product. One of the store's biggest sellers of the last few years had been CB Radios, but in 1977, sales had begun to lose steam. French believed that a consumer-friendly PC could make up for that lost revenue, but Tandy executives weren't so sure. They questioned whether something as bulky and complex as a personal computer could sell well at a radio shack, especially since most of their products were far cheaper and easier to use. Despite these reservations, Tandy approved the project, and development on the TRS-80 officially began. Don French provided some initial concepts for the machine, but most of the actual design work was done by Steve Leininger, an electrical engineer and computer programmer. At first, the company had wanted to play it safe by just releasing a computer hobbyist kit, essentially a do-it-yourself package of circuit boards and other components that could be assembled into a rudimentary computer. It was still an open question whether the average American consumer would even be interested in a personal computer. Selling the device as a kit would allow the company to tap into a more established market, those who already had the technical expertise and interest in building their own computer. It was Steve Leininger who convinced the company to set its sights a little higher. He argued that there weren't many pre-built, all-in-one PCs out there. So if Radio Shack invested in a product like that, they'd basically have the market all to themselves. Leininger got approval for this more ambitious approach, and the fruit of his labor hit store shelves in September of 1977. Although initially projected to sell no more than a thousand units in its first month, the TRS-80 wound up selling ten times that amount. The hefty price tag wasn't as much of a deterrent to Radio Shack customers as had been expected. And the country's growing curiosity about this new, state of the art technology helped drive sales, just as Don French had predicted. In fact, within a year of the TRS 80's launch, more than 100,000 units had been sold, accounting for 50% of all PC sales in 1978. As for the other 50% of that market share, most of it came from the TRS 80's two main competitors, the Apple II. And the Commodore PET 2001. Both of those models also came fully assembled and ready to use out of the box, but in terms of computing power, they outperformed the TRS 80 on almost every level. Of course, Radio Shack had something going for it that the other two brands didn't retail space. In 1977, Radio Shack had more than 5,000 locations across the United States, many of which were conveniently located inside shopping malls. That made the TRS-80 the natural choice for many consumers, as it was the computer sold at a store they already frequented. It's worth noting, though, that among geeks of the era, the TRS-80 wasn't held in high regard. Its black-and-white display and chunky plastic-gray case simply couldn't compete with the high-end feel of the Apple II, with its color graphics and curvy beige case. RadioShack's PC was a machine for the masses, but many computer connoisseurs wouldn't be caught dead with it. In fact, they even had a not-so-loving nickname for the TRS-80. They called it the Trash-80. How cruel. Still, trash or not, the TRS-80 was America's computer of choice for the first few years of the industry. By 1981, that industry was worth about a billion dollars, and while Apple and IBM claimed a big slice of that pie, Tandy's slice was even bigger. That year, Time magazine reported on the company's success, writing, quote, a newer version of the TRS-80 has become the largest selling computer of all time, and Tandy, now commands 40% of the small computer market. However, as you've probably guessed, those good times didn't last. The tech market proved a little too fast-paced for Tandy to keep up with, and the competitors it had kept at bay for several years eventually claimed its share of the market. It's now 40 years later, and Tandy, the TRS-80, and Radio Shack are all things of the past. The effect they had on human society is still with us, though. After all, the TRS-80 was the brand that helped make computing approachable and intuitive for the average person. In that sense, it helped pave the way for the world we live in today, where almost everyone now has a personal computer in the palm of their hand. So while computer geeks may have dismissed it as trash back in the day, in terms of cultural impact, it was a real treasure. I'm Gabe Louzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Show. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly to me at thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene
1: Fodor. Gene was good!
0: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze Americano!
1: Huh? Gene, run.
0: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are
3: the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying
4: a, a podcast. podcast.